Welcome to RPG Cast episode 650. It's the big, big uh, 650. I'm your, I'm your host. I guess I don't feel like I earn it most weeks. Chris Privetier. Hi. Hi there. Hi. I've got imposter syndrome for my own podcast. <sighs> Joining me, Kelly Ryan. W- wondering where Mario's ass went. <laughs> I was trying not to think about Mario's butt in that trailer. <laughs> I'm telling you, he has no butt. <laughs> it's like, this looks wrong, but I don't want to think about Mario's butt to figure out why it looks wrong. So I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> think about Jack Black as Bowser. <laughs> I have uh, way too many horny friends and uh, Jack Black as Bowser. <laughs> Uh, also joining me, Josh Carpenter. Yep, no longer needing a reservation to show up. Was that how this works? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I just showed up this week. I didn't have to be reserved at a time. That's nice. So you don't take three months to arrive? <laughs> Not any longer. Not any longer. Oh, that's a Steam Deck reference. I get it now. I get it. I get it. Thanks for joining us, Josh. I have to admit, I'm kind of annoyed that after I get mine, it's like, oh, I don't have to wait. Yeah, anymore. you were on the you were on the tail end. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're not special anymore, Kelly. Sorry. Yeah. You know what? You guys can thank me. Usually, that always happens when I get something. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll everybody. talk about some. We'll talk about something like that later in news. <laughs> oh, and Tam's back in the chat. Thanks, the anime man. Doing our title watch. Yes, because it's hard to do news and titles at the same time, especially if something really good comes up. See, now that I've called him out, he has to do it before he was telling us, like, I'm pretty tired. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. So now that I've given him credit for it, he has to stay up and do it. <laughs> I'm Evo. <sighs> Somebody tell me what you've been playing. I'm so tired. <laughs> I, I finished Like a Dragon last week. Yay! Last week? Well, Sunday. Sunday. I heard it gave you allergies. Oh my god, it triggered my allergies so yeah. bad. Yeah, I, there's a lot been... of tearing response in the eye as they react yeah. Yeah. to the allergies, of course. Yeah, yeah of okay. course. Yeah. Not, not, not that it made me sad. No, 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 no. Yeah, just the allergies. Like mm-hmm. I mean, that voice actor's performance at the end. That, that was voice just... actor. I, 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 whoever does uh, Kazuga. Kazuga. Um, All right. My God, he acted his heart out. So that's not the main character. No, Ichiban Kazuga. Oh, okay. That's his name. Was he just scream a lot at the end? Okay. Uh, it's hard to get into without spoilers, but there's like a very impassioned performance. Oh. it, it was just very, very intense, and yeah, it kind of got to me a little bit. But then the themes of friendship, the themes of friendship Does came through, give a, and all that. Oh, the game ends with a friendship speech. I guess I shouldn't expect anything else from each other. No, 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 no. I can't no, get into it without no, spoilers. Yeah, I don't want allergies either. I, I just, I love that little ragtag group of friends that you end up with at the end. They're mm-hmm. great. I take it the the last bosses didn't really bother you like the uh, 
like I said, the the the, the difficulty spikes are earlier in the game. The last mm-hmm. couple of bosses were didn't seem that bad. The second, well, I I don't know if you would consider that second the last one, the actual last one or not, because the actual last one is just a one on one duel. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just going to say that that last major one you fight with the party, I mean, he he was no pushover. Um, I had to res a couple of people a couple of times, but he wasn't nearly as bad as uh, the one duel fight that was the massive difficulty spike. And then the other fight where Kazuga was hallucinating at the end. Yeah. Um, so hard just to say those without spoilers. <laughs> um, if if you want to let me hear me elaborate anymore, because we do talk spoilers on Backtrack, listen to RPG Backtrack next month when we talk about Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, there you go. There, there, there's my plug. I don't want to burn too much material, but yes, I'm I'm done with that. I just finished up uh, Shining Force Three Scenario One last night, and. I'm like this. I feel like I've burned through this game very quickly. Oh yeah, that's because I've been playing it on double speed. Because <laughs> th- thank God for so emulation. Long. How long is that game? <laughs> um, my timer at the end ended up being around thirty hours, okay. give or take, and that was doing an optional dungeon to kind of level grind a little bit. And the last fight, which I remember taking several hours. When I played it way back in 2006, um, I found a strategy that you could very easily cheese the uh, last bo- or that area even without save states because you can save in the middle of battles in this game. So I kind of cheesed that last fight doing it like that. And I was like, okay, that was not nearly as hard as I remember it. And <laughs> I was trying to remember, why was I playing this in 2006? Oh, because I found a uh, Saturn memory cart at a Goodwill for $5 and could finally save my game. <laughs> so wait, you had a Saturn before you had a Saturn memory card? Um, Saturn had an internal memory, but it yeah. was a CR 2022 watch battery. And it dies it a dies lot. Like crazy, yeah, yeah. Yes. So they made little packs you could back it up to? Yeah, and that's nice. And then I think there's mods if you want to put like permanent, better memory in there if you really want to get crazy with your console. But yeah, yeah. But like back in the day, that little cart there, that cart, it looked like a Genesis cart, was very expensive, like sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking my dad if I could get one, and he yeah. was like, "No, I'm not going to spend sixty dollars for a microchip just so that you can save your high scores." <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't want to argue with him. It was like, well, thank, thanks, Dad. That's oh. not how this works, but okay, yeah. So I just kind of dealt with it, and just knew that I I was either gonna have like my MLB, either just ha- just have my MLB baseball save on there, or and nothing else, or not play that baseball game. So f- finding a memory card at uh, Goodwill for five dollars was a godsend. Um. Yeah, good luck having that happen in 2022 now. Uh, But yeah, it it felt good going through Shining Force 3 again. It was interesting playing through the Japanese version because they cut out a lot of stuff for the U.S. version since um, that one only had one scenario. So they cut out a lot of those hooks that go into the second game. 
And I I booted up the second game this morning, and yeah, it, uh, I mean, one of the first things that happens in the game is there's this confrontation, and in the second scenario, you hear that confrontation playing out, like, in the background while something's happening. And I think all three scenarios are like that, where now I'm seeing what uh, Prince Median is doing versus um, Symbios, who's the protagonist in the first game. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting seeing this for the first time because I <laughs> this is just kind of like a dream for me being able to play through this, and now I have the chance to thanks to fan translations and emulations. So, uh, um, it's, it's going to be an interesting playthrough. So all of these have been patched with fan translations, and yeah, I take it the fan translations are pretty decent. Yeah, they're they're really good. Um. I I remember being on Shining Force Central site when these fan translations were happening, and all the work that it took to get them done. And you know, of course, as fan translations go, people would get get patient, impatient, and bitchy. And um, just sh- shout out to Shining Force Central for doing all this work and for free. And I appreciate you guys. If any of you listen, uh. Well, I'll I'll get more into that as some of the weeks go. It's, uh, some of these battles are going to be interesting, um, and and then I I guess I didn't know how to you know with Yakuza being such a good game, I didn't know what else I wanted to do, but then just kind of booted up Trails from Zero on a whim, and it kind of felt like meeting up with an old friend. Um, yeah, now you're going back to more of a Trails in the Sky style. Graphical, yeah, certainly. and. I, f- I forgot how much I liked that style. Yes. It, it's very P- PS1 slash PS2 era. Cute cute graphics, but still looks good, especially on the Switch. Um, I appreciate playing it in high-speed mode so that I can get through the, some of the random battles a lot easier. Um, I mean, I, that That's something that I think is much better in these games than it was in, like, Cold Steel. A lot of even just the random encounters in Cold Steel would just go on for so long. Mm-hmm. And these earlier games, you can you can blow through a lot of those random encounters quite quickly. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been enjoying the chess jokes. <laughs> chess jokes are back. <laughs> I... I so so when I first played Trails in the Sky one and two, I had no idea that the chess jokes were a thing. I thought that it was just like random messages if you ran into a treasure chest. <laughs> so now now that I know that there's like stories going on in the background in these chests, um, the the one by the crossbell actually tells you about the crossbell, which was an interesting little bit of lore. Mm-hmm. And, and then you've got the, the really funny ones, like, help, the grass is clipping through me. <laughs> and I, want, I wanted to be a singer, but I decided I would be better as a boxer. Just Ooh. The, the, the terrible puns, but so good. So good. It, it, makes, it makes me want to go back to Trails... The original duology, Trails in the Sky 1... No, wait, Trilogy. Trails in the Sky 1, 2, and 3 to revisit the chess jokes. And, and now you've got a Steam Deck. You could do it portably again, but yeah. uh, better. <laughs> yeah, um, I went ahead and wishlisted those on Steam so that if they go on sale for like less than 10 bucks, I might go ahead and pick those up and play through them again. 
Yeah, they don't, they don't go on sale for quite as cheap as they used to since Exceed, you know, doesn't own the entire franchise anymore. But they, they yeah. still go on sale. Third is really the tricky one. Like, you're probably not going to see that go for much less than 20 And I already have that one anyway, so um, mm, I, okay. only, I only paid like 20 bucks for that one. Yeah. But um, the Steam ports having the high-speed mode, I could probably get through those two a lot quicker than I, I did originally on the uh, Vita. Yeah, it makes it so... And the way it's done on both those PC versions and it, the way you were describing it on the Switch, where they've mapped it, that, that was kind of my... You know, Cold Steel had the the later Cold Steel games had those uh, had a high speed mode built in, but it was like mapped to the uh, the face pad, and it was just very easy to accidentally hit. It was kind of awkward to engage and disengage, and mm-hmm. when it's mapped to just one of the triggers, and you could just hold it down when you want to go in high speed mode and just let off the trigger when you don't, it yeah. it really works a lot better. See, I don't even think you have to hold down the, hold it down in this one. I think it's just a toggle. Is it just a toggle? Okay. Yeah. I, and I can't remember if you can adjust it to be a toggle or a essentially a gas pedal. I'm I'm not sure. Um, I I prefer it as a toggle anyway. Yeah. But that that's just me. But yeah, I'm now that I'm done with Yakuza, and uh, now that I've kind of burned through that last chapter of. Um, Shining Force and started the new one I'm, or started the next one I'm going to be playing a lot more Trails from Zero y- you booted up Trails to Zero again yeah because I stopped halfway through that game and I don't remember why I don't know something else came out and I was like oh this is a good stopping point I'll play this other thing that just came out and that I can talk about and then I'll I'll get back to Trails to Zero and it's like a year later or <laughs> whatever so- so you're playing the fan translated PC version? Correct. Okay. But even that version as opposed to what? The official which the official version that comes out next year, but oh, that will okay. also be the exact same uh translation as the fan, you know, as the uh NIS just kind of like worked with that fan localization group Geofront to 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 bring these bring the Crossbell games out. So it'll be be essentially the same uh, translation, probably some you know editing changes and that kind of stuff, but in, essentially the same game. Chris, I was curious because there are fan translated Vita versions, but um, I know Trails from Z- to Zero is very buggy. Because um, I I started playing that version and stopped because um, bringing up the recipe menu made the game freeze. You were playing you were playing a Vita version. That one was like the PC uh the PC version of that was rock solid. Yeah. Um yeah, once I heard that the official version was coming out, I was like, screw it, I'm I'm waiting. I don't care if it takes two years for that official version to come out. I'm not playing this jank version. And I, I'm glad I waited. Yeah, but, I just I don't know. Like I, I really like the the story. And the characters in in the Crossbell games, I, I, it's just a really good, really good uh, match. And I, I absolutely just adore this cast. Like, I, I think my favorite games are still the original Trails in the Sky. Those are the ones that kind of got me into the series. But I, I do think the Crossbell games are probably the best, the best story and the best group of characters probably in the, the whole series. 
I jive with that. I, I particularly love what a perv Randy is. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things, like, there, there's, it's another thing coming back to this after, you know, like, there, there are definitely those, like, slightly pervy characters all the way through this series. And I swear, like, it's it's weird. I think that sometimes I found them kind of grating in Cold Steel, and I don't, they don't bother me as much in Sky and Crossbell. And I wonder how much of that is just almost the Cold Steel games are becoming too realistic looking. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's this older, like, like you said, like a PS1 kind of almost sprite-ish kind of looking style, like I kind of just, you know, like ignore that kind of stuff. Like it doesn't bother me as much for some reason, and I don't know why. There's no real logical sense. There's not really anything different that's going on. But just when a sprite comes up and just kind of like gets next to the other sprite, that doesn't bug me when you actually see, as opposed to you know someone like grabbing another person in much more realistic graphics. It's like <laughs> oh um that's kind of oh that's that's not you know that's not good. <laughs> See, I didn't even think that Randy was physically pervy. I just thought that he always made pervy comments. Uh, there's some other characters who are, are who uh, are you know kind of oh, yeah. <laughs> show up in Crossbell. We'll we'll put it that way. Oh yeah. I w- I'll, oh. I'll try not to spoil. Spoil. I uh, forgot who the lesbian character was in Cold Steel that uh, shows oh. up all the time. Yeah, my my mind has gone blank. Yes. She's the she was the one with the motorcycle. Correct. You're older than the rest of them. Completely blanking on her name. My God, there's too, you know, there's Angelica. too many. Oh, Angelica, right? You know, there's too many characters in a game. When I see a guy in glasses pop up, I'm like, is that Machias's dad? No, <laughs> but they make a comment about that later. <laughs> well, lots of the characters who you've already met show up in oh, over the course of Crossbell, so. Yeah, I I knew who the uh, two bracers were going to be the second that they were even brought up. Well, of course. Well, you're supposed to because you yeah. would have just played Trails in the Sky before this. What? Ne- never mind that there was like a several years gap. Well, I mean, you would have played Trails one and two, and then this would have come out, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, third. Yeah, yeah. Was third out before Crossbell? Yes. Oh, originally. Okay. Yes. I can't keep it straight. <laughs> I I am also very dense because I didn't realize that your icon in Discord is Joshua and your name is Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, I feel dumb that I only just I only made that connection just then when I or when I saw his uh, portrait come up and <laughs> trails to zero like oh oh that's why. Okay, why did I not notice that before? <laughs> I've only had that the entire time I've had a Discord account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes things just go over my head for years. I was an adult when I learned about the Miles Prower joke, Sonic. <laughs> so some things the, I just don't notice. I don't know. Like I, I like a lot of stuff about the older games. I think the the you know the way they were telling the story was much less bloated than Cold mm-hmm. Steel got. Um, also, I've always really been a fan of the, I, I know some people don't like it, but I like the way the orbment system works in the earlier games where it's about, you know, you've got those, 
what, what's the best way to describe it? Rows that you could put different crystals in, and then the kind of magic that you have is just dependent upon, like, basically stacking uh, a number of crystals of the same type. So if you stack a bunch of wind crystals together, you're going to get more and more powerful wind magic. And then they kind of like interact together so that you can stack a bunch of different like fire with wind. And then you'll get these spells that kind of combine, you know, like fire with wind in an area of attack. Mm-hmm. It's always like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I really enjoy that. And then Cold Steel Games just kind of went to like, oh, you just put the crystal in that does, you know, X, um, X attack, you know, or X thing to your character instead of just kind of like building them together and kind of, I always felt like it was a little bit easier to, to, um, to make the character, to customize the characters how I wanted to and, and required in some respects less micromanagement than it did in Cold Steel. Plus, I always felt like the the magic in Cold Steel was kind of useless because the S crafts were or the crafts and the S crafts were so overpowered. Yeah, I I barely ever used magic in Cold Steel except maybe to heal to heal myself outside of combat. Well, there were a lot of like broken <laughs> issues in the the combat system in Cold Steel. Yeah, just a bit, but. I don't know. I think it's because my golden age of RPGs was the PS1, and the PS1 aesthetic of this game just speaks to me on so many levels that I can't wait to play a lot more of it. Um, Well, this was a PSP game originally, so kind of kind of fits that kind of PS1-ish kind of aesthetic. Now, didn't you say that most of the game pretty much kind of takes place in and around Crossbell? Yes. Okay. The, the entire game, like, you you don't leave the Crossbell state, but, I mean, Crossbell is really the only city in the Crossbell state. There's a couple of little villages that kind of, like, are on the outskirts. Okay. The Crossbell yeah. is much smaller than Labral. And I I am in love with that Crossbell music. It, oh, it, the it music is so in it upbeat. is really good. <laughs> it is so upbeat and charming. I, I hope I don't get sick of that song by the time I'm done with this game. I don't think so. It's very catchy. Oh, just feels so vibrant. I, I love it. And the d- different districts have different songs, which is also kind of a neat touch. Yeah, that's kind of what they did. Instead, you know, like the uh, Sky Games, like every single town had its own, you know, theme song. This one, it's like all the different districts have their own little song to go with them to give it a little bit of a different feel. Now, I can't remember. You eventually unlock a fast travel within the city, don't you? <sighs> yes, you do. And then in the second game, you uh, basically get fast travel to anywhere on the map. Like you can travel like outside of Crossbell City. They they okay. give you a car and you get to... You can just go anywhere on the map, and you don't have to do the uh, the walking everywhere. Okay. After a while, you you get to use the bus system, so you can skip a a, a good bit of the walking. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they make you walk that first uh, area, I think, to kind of get you used to the field. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, generally, like the first time you're going to go anywhere in that game, you're going to want to walk anyway because you want to like level up and open all the chests and do all that kind of stuff. And then later on, you just start using the the bus system to fast travel between places. And I swear, I had another point. Oh, 
Oh, my, my other point to make. Um, Kape is the best cat. Don't, <laughs> don't at me. How many how many crossbell games are there? Just two. Just, just two. two. So we're just waiting for the second one to come out officially now? Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it's coming out next year. Next year. Mm-hmm. And yet you're playing it now, even though they yes. removed all the downloads. Correct. Okay. See, I thought that that version you still had to buy the Japanese version and patch it. Uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't. Well, the yeah, Japanese they don't give you the ver- mo- the ROMs, of course. <laughs> no, 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 well, it wasn't even the Japanese version. It came out in China on PC. Oh, a, okay. a company localized it and put it out in China, and the patch worked for the Chinese PC version. Okay. So I went to a site and bought a bought a version of the Chinese PC version for I don't know what it worked out to be like nine bucks or something like that and then patched it. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought you had to do something like that to get that version. Um and I also know a lot of crybabies were whining about the the there being versions that got removed because of the official localization, which uh cry more crybabies. Um, I always support physical release or not physical uh, actual releases. Yes, we don't get them if they don't. Yeah, yeah. You you don't want to be waiting for you know fifteen years for a fan translation to come out. Yeah, because people harass fan translators and then wonder why they don't finish their translations. Yeah, I'm looking at you, people that harassed. one company or one group over uh, the PSP Innocent Sen. Anyway, enough enough of my lecturing. <laughs> I I can't wait to play more of this. I I feel like because I only got through the prologue on the Vita, and I feel like I got through the prologue on this version much quicker and with better pacing. Yeah. So, I'm at the beginning of chapter one right now, where I'm go- going to the uh, other town. And I, I want to learn fishing as quickly as possible so that I can catch stuff for Cop and give him. Is it Cop or Cope? Cope, I think. Cope. I tried to look King up. King Cope. I, I tried to look up what his Japanese name was, but I couldn't find it. So I, I guess Cope. Cope the cat. Bring him plenty of fish, and he'll give you stuff. Yeah, and apparently he gives you some pretty broken uh, orbits at the end. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. That's what you've been playing, Chris. Yeah. I've been playing some more Baldur's Gate. Um, I found some mods that I like. Um, a, a UI mod that gives me an inventory screen where I can see all the characters' inventory at once and drag things between them. And yes, the original Baldur's Gate does not let you do that. It's a big pain in the ass. You can drag items between your folks, but you can't see what they have in their inventories. So this is uh, makes it much easier to manage inventory. And then the other mod I found, um, what was it? Oh, a better AI script for the characters so they are a little bit less smarter and I can do a little bit less micromanagement during battles, which helps a lot when I'm playing on control, you know, on the Steam Deck. So I'm making a little progress in that. I'm starting to lose my motivation for it, though, so I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. Um... So the other it's, thing I played... It's one of those super long Bioware games, isn't it? Like well, the, the first one isn't as long as others, so it's only 40 hours, Josh. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
um, unless you do everything, and then it's like 50 or 60, I guess. I don't know. But the second one's much longer. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the whole thing I wanted uh, that made me go back to Baldur's Gate to begin with was I was looking for something that's very pen and paper inspired where your stat choices matter and you level up and you feel the importance of each level up because uh, I was reading some lit RPGs and so I was in that frame of mind and all that's fading now because I, I stopped. I, I finished that series I was reading. So now I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, what was the other game I was playing? Um is what? that post Xenoblade Blues still hitting you? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so um, when I don't feel like fighting with the Steam Deck in bed because playing Baldur's Gate on a controller, even with the stuff I've done, is still kind of it's not very Tricky. smooth. Yeah, um, it's uh, I've been playing Slay the Spire on my Ste- on my uh, Switch, and I cannot. F- I've unlocked all the unlocks now on the. F- on the first three class on all the classes, but I still cannot beat <laughs> the spire with the fourth character, the watcher. And it's really frustrating me because I went and read a guide on the, on playing slay the spire as a watcher. And, and the guide starts out saying, most people feel this is the easiest class to beat the game with <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> you're killing me. I'm like, I'm paying attention. I'm doing the math. I cannot win. <laughs> so I don't know what to do with that other than I might just give up and never finish Slay the Spire. I don't know. There are other there are other um, deck building roguelites that I would like to try. I was just trying to finish Slay the Spire first. Um, but I'm, I've got my eye on Monster Train and um, Vault of the Void as next things I'm looking at there. I don't know when I'll play them. I have them on PC, which means I'm probably playing them on Steam Deck. Actually, that should work pretty well on controller, so that's probably what I, I should for- do. I forgot. Have you tried to play Steam World Quest? Not yet. Because that one's card-based, too. I, I have it on Switch. Okay. I should play all these. Um, But I'm just I'm having trouble getting motivated. So I've been spending most of my spare time messing around with AI-generated art stuff and Python libraries and stuff to make that work and trying to get it go faster on my Windows machine um, because I'm very stubbornly refusing to make a dual-boot Linux system to do this more easily. And I'm kind of at the point where I think I need to because uh, everything's just much slower on uh, Windows and AMD graphics cards than it, than, it, than on Windows with NVIDIA graphics cards. And you you could get a new Intel graphics card, Chris. That would be the opposite direction. <laughs> Those drivers are not quite fully baked. No, not so much. I've been following those, though. I'm excited to have a third player in the graphics arms race, but it is a uh, it would be a downgrade for me. <laughs> um, I am. You know, it it does make me think, like, if I want to keep going with the AI art stuff, maybe I should um, jump to the 4000 series once a card that's less expensive than the 4090 comes out. Um, you don't want to spend, what, are, what is it, like $1,600 Yeah, or $1,600, yeah, no. Um, before I did that, I would buy the 6900 XT, which is AMD's top-end card, which is down to, like, 700 now? It, no, yeah. 900 It's down to 900 now, which... But no, I'm not going to do that either. Um, the yeah, I don't know. Um, 
November 3rd is when AMD announces its next round of cards. So I'm, I'm waiting to see what that looks like. Um, the AMD CPUs, um, the amount you have to spend to go to the next gen of AMD CPUs is not worth the gains you get, more or less, um, especially from where I'm at, because um, I've got a 5900X. Um, so while originally I was I was thinking of moving to a 7950X when it came out, now that I've seen the scores, um, it would be better than mine in some things, but gaming is not a big uplift. So I don't think I'm going to jump to a 7950 just to have faster unzips <laughs> of files. Um, you got to have, have a really specific reason to make that kind of. An yeah. And Monk Cappy in the chat socket, you'd need a new PSU. If you go with the 40 series mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah. And if I was going to do, I, I I'm what I'm feeling like I'm going to do is wait for when it makes sense financially plus performance boosty to jump to a new system that has like a PSU that's got the new PCI express, uh, whatever it's called the connector, uh, ATX 3.0, um, which there's very few of those out right now. So it's not a good time for that at the moment. So I would wait till those are better. You have a better selection of those at a good price. Um, I jumped to a motherboard with DDR five. So the pricing on DDR five right now is not good. So it's not a good time for that. Um, and maybe I'd wait for AMD to do a half step upgrade on these 7,000 series. So, um, I don't know what's going to be next for AMD with 7,000 cause the, the Intel ones are kind of like really competitive. Like they've kind of put Intel back on top for this generation already and they just barely came out. So it's like, Hmm, uh, I have a feeling AMD is going to do a, a half gen release that'll have better. So I expect some sort of like 7970 or a 5950 or something or 70 whatever it would be a boosted 7900 XT or something like that. So maybe waiting for that to happen and the prices to come down and more power supplies to come out, then do a big upgrade. Um, so that'll be for like the, the core of the system video card stuff. I want to see what AMD does. And then, uh, on the third, what they announce and then kind of once the reviews hit where we're at, um, it would be good to see where the 4080, the 4070s fall, uh, come out as, as far as price and performance, um yeah so it's mm, yeah it's uh it's, it's, it's time to it's time yeah it's an interesting time um like the 4000 series cards are better it's just it's a lot of money um well, so well, we'll they, see they, they're they're having to go high to try and get rid of all their 30 series stock that they're stuck with yeah so it, it's i think black friday could be interesting i'm kind of i'm kind of looking forward to like poking around on black Friday and see if there's any good deals on like a 3070 or something like that it might get really cheap. If the, if NVIDIA is really trying to get rid of the leftover stock. Yeah. If AMD does something crazy and puts like 70, 6,900 XTs on sale, I might sell my 6,750 and just pull, pick Upgrade, up a 6,900 yeah. um, and avoid the 4,000 slash whatever the RDNA, RDNA three series from AMD is going to be, but I don't know. Um, oh yeah, and Paladin, right? There's a 4080-16 gig or the 4080-12 gig, and of oh, course wow. I would be talking about the 16 gig because the 12 gig is basically a 4070 in everything except name. Um, I don't know. I, it all sucks, but the new cards <laughs> are faster. The new CPUs are not faster enough for the money you'd have to invest to go to their platforms because you need new motherboards for the new CPUs, right? That's the other thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it'd be one thing if I could just drop in, replace the 7900X on top of my 5900X, but you can't. Uh, 
it's a new platform, AM5 instead of AM4. New RAM and new everything. Yeah, so um, the upgrades I thought I was going to do, I'm kind of pushing back on it and thinking maybe not. Um, oh, and Tam, the new power supplies, it turns out all you need is a powerful power supply. The adapter cables exist for everything, so you don't need a new power supply, so that's good at least. Um, because they knew they weren't going to be out in time for these card launches. So they made it sure everything worked with the old power supplies. But since the power is higher, you need a big one. So unless you got a 1,000 watt or an 850, it's depending on which card you're getting. You might be okay with power supply. Check your check your wattage. Check your specs. Anyway, so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting PC-wise. Um, it's less crappy than it has been the last two years, but... Oh, yeah, no, I mean, you have options, and you can do things. It's just, like, the price for performance has continued to kind of stagnate, and it's mm-hmm. like, hmm, I could that, keep that, doing that's this, the one but good, should that's I? That's the one thing about <laughs> Intel that it, at least, you know, you want there to be competition because at right. least they have an incentive to push prices down. We'll yeah. see what AMD does. So if AMD comes out with a card that's, like, 500 bucks, but is a significant upgrade to my current card even though it's relatively recent, I will buy that card and give Anna this current card that I have, which would be a significant upgrade for her. And then I will sell that 5700 XT that she has. And that'll be that for video cards. And then I'll just keep playing the waiting game for CPUs. But uh, we'll see. Um, One thing I need to do is start using the CPU and video card more. So I really need to get into some computer games. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you've got Dragonflight in a couple of months. Yeah. Oh, and Tam's talk about the the power supply connectors with with fires, and I think the ones that they know are bad have been recalled already. Um, but they're not all bad. Just pay attention and and do the research. And yeah, there was a couple that came out that they bend too much and they cause some fires. So, or just maybe avoid it all until it all settles down and the fires are put out both figuratively and literally. <laughs> I was sitting here the whole time wondering what kind of AI art you were doing that needed that kind of power. All AI art. It's just how it works. It's, it's GPU accelerated. So it's a matter of waiting many minutes versus one minute versus half a minute, depending on your setup um, and how good your card setup is. So uh, if I do CPU only, it's like three minutes to render an image. If I do, um, GPU, it's like a minute and a half. And if I had an NVIDIA card, it'd be like 30 to 40 seconds or something. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's just, <sighs> it's just how it works. As long as you don't start calling me oh. Excel. Wait, what? Calling me a sp- calling me a spreadsheet. Calling you a spreadsheet? No, yeah. you're an accountant, not a spreadsheet. The spreadsheet oh, right. is the tool. The AI art is the tool. The artist uses the tool. Okay. <laughs> Um, I actually found like uh, landscapes work really well in AI art generation. So I was able to make something last night with some keywords that I found from someone else. Um, That's the other thing. Like (laughs) the string that generates your art image is just as valuable. Not is the, is the intellectual property of AI art. So like this string that I have now in my um, art generator is like, Oh, I don't want to lose it because like, it's the key to, to get the image results I want. And it's like, (laughs) It's so weird. Such a weird freaking thing. <laughs> I I've just not been happy with some of the tech bros 
dumb hot takes on AI. Are the techpos bad. have dumb hot takes on everything. I I know. That's what I, they do. <laughs> it's just as an artist, some of this AI art stuff is really pissing me off, and I don't think we want to get into it on the show. But Not you're just all like, AI artists. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I I know you're cool. I just I, yeah, I'm real cool because I'm bad at it. So you don't you don't have to be threatened by me at all. Look at these no. terrible orcs I made last night. Oh, oof. Yeah, it's more the the people that are blatantly <laughs> stealing other people's stuff and then running it through an AI generator and calling it their. So own. that I could do, and man, it would sure look a lot better than the stuff I'm making. But it would also be like. Well, I mean, it'd be unethical for me to use it for anything commercial. What I'm wondering yeah, it'd be is, copyright it, infringement. Is it? I yes. th- I don't know. Making a derivative work, yeah. But derivative works are not always against copyright, right? Uh, only, but not if you're making money off of it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Ugh. But I would just, okay. I'd be talking about putting it in. Yeah, these are terrible because they aren't. They didn't go through enough iterations, so I need See, to fix these, that. These orcs wouldn't be bad as, like, a base to start your own orc design on. Well, you can do that. Like, that's another thing you can do is take these images you get and then jump them through. Um, I will show you. Uh, see if I can show it to you. And this like, channel like- here. So if I took that b- bottom right and upped its iterations a bazillion times, you get this instead, which looks a little better. but still kind of creepy and the ai art algorithm i use is real bad at clothing mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you're tetsuo nomura <laughs> then it's the best clothing generator ever because it's all straps and bands and crap <laughs> but what, what's also been pissing me off is people have been submitting ai art to fan art submissions like with critical role mm, yeah. and some of it now is getting hard to spot yep and i don't know what to do about that but I think it's um, one of those things. I, we'll I don't want to be. I don't want to hate technology just because people are bad at technology. But also, like the nuclear no, bomb's and, and, not a good thing either. So maybe no, and, we should and hate I'm it. Just, I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm the same way. I mean, I wasn't one of those people that instantly hated NFTs. I saw the benefits that NFTs could have for art. The yeah, just nobody's done it yet. <laughs> The problem is that the the tech bros have been ruining everything and then getting online and putting their foot in their mouth. Freaking tech bros. I I would love to see some of the stuff that I could generate with AIR and use that as a base for uh, my own creations. Just that's not how people have been using it. They've been using it to basically steal stuff from hardworking artists and then... Not not everybody, but like enough that it's a concern, you know. And it's like, how do we figure this out? And I don't know. I think the the people who make good platforms can start putting like little um, invisible thumbprints inside the image inside the images that you can figure out. Like, oh, this is AI generated, but then people start stripping those out. (laughs) You know, it's just going to be a war of attrition. It just it, it wouldn't be so insulting if some of these art bros weren't like, oh, th- this AI generated image took me only an hour. Like, bitch, you have no idea how much <laughs> actual art takes to do. Years of honing practice. Yes. And you're doing a direct comparison. Yeah, you can't do that. You're using <laughs> you're using you're using human work to simulate human work. 
It's like you are standing on the shoulders of giants and you need to recognize that. Yeah, you can't put a a frozen TV dinner in the oven and take it out and call yourself a chef. (laughs) But if I add salt to it. (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's the other thing I've been playing around is this stupid stuff and uh, it's entertaining. I'm trying to use a I'm trying to uh, my goal is um, I don't want to enter any fan art contests or any of that stuff. I want to make some art for a campaign. I'm doing pen and paper campaign with JC servant on the site where I'm playing a goblin paladin and I'm having a lot of trouble getting an AI art generator to make me some good goblin paladin character art. It's just that that's a, a, an example of a very good use for it. You yeah. know, if you don't want to hire an artist to, because you can't afford to commission playing around. Maybe I should like, just commission you. <laughs> Can you do realistic I, looking art? He wants realistic looking art. I mean, I'm not sure. I'd have to see what he's talking about. I'm, I've never been good at photorealistic stuff. But. So let me show you like uh, Pathfinder Goblins. So in the style of these guys. Oh, like this. You have to wait for it to show it on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I don't know, because my style is a little bit more cartoony yeah. than most. Um, if you're wanting more realistic, I could direct you to somebody that's better at it than me, but I don't know if he's... No, I don't want to pay real money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to pay... I don't want to pay what someone's worth, Kelly. Come on. <laughs> I want to give them exposure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm offering uh, exposure bucks. <laughs> oh, the 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 most hated word of the artist. Exposure. <laughs> See, like I'm I'm posting my uh, Viking cat in the channel, and I don't in the chat, and th- this is a, like I don't know how realistic that's considered. That's the most real I've ever gotten, but I don't know. To me, it's still kind of cartoony. Okay. But I I also. It didn't let your post go through, unfortunately. Oh, it didn't? Here, I'll post it. You can show it on the stream. There we go. Viking Kitty. I think that it'd be too cartoonish for him. And also, I know how long this took you. And I don't want you to put that level of effort in because I can't afford it. (laughs) Well, that was also me trying to do something for a gallery. So I was bringing my A game. Yeah. Viking but cat's also, pretty cool. I like yeah, his I, ears with the little notches out of them. Yeah, I, I actually have that one hanging on my wall um, in the bedroom, which is kind of a bad idea because every time I see it, I think of stuff I like <laughs> You could have done better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I had nowhere else to put it. <laughs> anyway, um, I didn't mean to get us on a ta- tangent here. I just... As an artist, I had to put in my two cents. I I don't like seeing things like this in black and white. I just wish that the tech bros weren't making themselves out to be such assholes about it. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, uh, my next round of four uh, goblins in paladin armor has come out. (laughs) Actually, those those don't look that bad. They don't look that good either. (laughs) It's so bad at faces. Top left is pretty well, top left has extra skin growing over his armor <laughs> top left also uh kind of looks like he, the yoda and grinch had a baby yep. <laughs> <laughs> he 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Paladin in the chat asks, if I wanted to commission some artwork for my gaming den, do you know what a fair price for that stuff is? Oh, God. It depends on their kind of level of professionality and who you talk to and what kind of stuff you want. Um, pricing is some of the most difficult stuff that artists can ever do. Um, you charge too much and you get people that they're turned off and you charge too little and you're not making any money. So, I to, to be honest, I tend to I think they're looking for a ballpark to understand what to expect. I, I mean, what kind of print size are you talking? Mm. Um, as hi Tam. Hi. Um, I jumped in because I have a friend who is an artist and hang out with um a number of artists from around the country that he met while he was in the navy with me. Um, prices can vary so widely. Um, some some can do decent jobs for like and will charge only like fifty a hundred dollars depending on the piece, depending on what you want. Though a lot of artists will also have a commission board as far as like what you can request and the cost of their different things whether it be a portrait a full body chest up um there are definitely artists out there who way overprice and their stuff is looks really bad so there's no really easy question uh answer for you there paladin yeah you're, you're gonna have to find an art style you like and send a send an email asking for a quote or send an email of what kind of stuff you want and ask for a quote and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with turning down an artist. It's just how you say it. Um, you're way too expensive, and I could pay my uncle to do that isn't how you turn down an artist. It's um, thank you. It's a little more than I can afford right now, but thank you for your time. Just just be polite. Don't b- bitch about the price when you if it's too much. Uh, that tends to p- piss us off pretty bad, but we understand it if, if, if we're a little bit more expensive. I'm saying we like I'm part of this community. <laughs> um, yeah, but that that's basically how you shop for art is you just need to find people that are open for commissions and get quotes. Yeah, and Tam's right. You can get blacklisted from buying, but, you know, a little bit of politeness goes a long way. Uh, so, yeah. So, that, we that, that, that I see, that, I'm sorry. I keep looking at that Yoda Grinch and I can't uh, see it. <laughs> I'm going to try and iterate on them a little bit. Uh, iterate on the Yoda Grinch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. <laughs> iterate um, on the Yoda Grinch. That's a title. <laughs> um. So last week we asked, have you, ever, have you ever bought into a failed console, which is a very loose definition here, but basically anything that wasn't really considered all that successful. Um, from Shaman, question of the week, you specifically cited the Wii U as the loser end of a failed console. I did buy enough digital games for it that it wasn't the hard drive space that stopped me from getting more. Instead, it was a system-level limitation that stops more than 300 icons from being on the system at any one time, including settings, the disk icon, and other system stuff. <laughs> You bought so much stuff, you broke it. <laughs> Nintendo Amazing. never intended for you to buy that much. Wait, what and, system was that? Wii U. Wii U. Oh, and the, did the Wii U not have folders? No, probably it's, not. Okay, 3DS did, but why would the Wii U? 
That doesn't surprise me. And sh- considering shame, I, don't comment, that, I bought but... that at the end of June 2013 and then bought my first Vita before the end of that August. I apparently had more money than since that year. <laughs> I, I'm not laughing at you, Shaman. I'm laughing at how you said that. I'm laughing at you, Shaman. <laughs> not really. See, I, I consider the v, the Vita a very good investment because you've got all that PSP stuff that nobody played either that you get access to. <sighs> but I'm also biased. Um, from Strawberry Eggs, aka Cassandra. Yep, I have a Wii U as well. Poor, poor Wii U. I did enjoy my time playing, and I still have it hooked up. Although when I have played it during the past few years, few years it was to play Wii games. I primarily use my Wii to play games. Cube games, of course. I'm currently as to whether or not I should play Pikmin 3 and Hyrule Warriors that I own for the Wii U or just buy the Switch version. I'd rather not rebuy games if I can help it. So, funny thing, my setup is exactly like hers. I play Wii games on my Wii U and GameCube games on my Wii. (laughs) If I really wanted to go one level back, I could have my GameCube set up and only play Game Boy Advance stuff on it. Oh god, that goblin looks yeah. creepy. Nope. He's yeah. got a little We're getting rid of that one. <laughs> he, he had a little porn stash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> goblin with uh, a porn stash. Yeah, I had the wrong seed in there, so I'm gonna make that um, go away. I I will say, Eggs, um I if it goes on sale, I mean I've seen it on sale sometimes, I would at least get the uh Switch version of Hyrule Warriors, because that one has all the DLC included and i don't know that just i think it runs better on the switch too like mileage may vary that's just my opinion but yeah pikmin 3 i don't know how much would be improved by being on the switch because i'm not really a pikmin fan but that's just how i feel pikmin 3 might work better on the wii u since it was kind of designed with the two uh screens in mind yeah yeah but but just my thoughts what we really need to do is be wishing for xenoblade chronicles x (laughs) Um, from Hero Killer ID, you mean every Sega system after the Genesis, right? I, that must be relating to something I said. I thought I said the Genesis. Maybe I was wrong. I don't. I don't remember what I said that this is in response to. Um, from Moncapi on, on the chat, the PS Vita could have been a successful engage. Actually, I think that it's fair. A way Sony could have made bank on the Vita to make it a gaming portable that works as a mid-range smartphone. Thing is, Sony can't attempt to make a jack of all trades. It should be good for two things: taking calls, texting, and playing games. This isn't it. Well, yeah, Moncapi, because they tried too hard. I don't know if you said but they put it like this or not, but they tried too hard to make the Vita a smartphone. Because if you recall, some of the Vitas like had an AT&T plan that kind of made yep. people grumble. Cellular and GPS in it. I to kept me, trying to come the, up with a reason why I needed it, and I never could. Yeah. <laughs> now, to me, if they did a Vita 2, what, what I would think that they should do is basically try to go for a Switch Lite and just have it run run stuff kind of like on the PS5 level, but I don't know how that would work. I'm just spitballing in my head. Because then you end up with the issue of, like, inevitably some games are not going to work on it. Which ones are you going to have to have a sticker like, oh, this one works on PS5 and Vita 2, and these, you know... Vita 2 verified. Yeah. I don't know. People put up with that on PC, but I don't know that that would work on console. 
Yeah, I, I don't know either. I I think the biggest problem with the Sony portables was that they were trying way too hard to make them a little bit of everything and not make them just strictly gaming. It was, I mean, the PSP was reasonably successful, but it, it's very hard to break into that space. And now with a, you know, cell phones and tablets are, it's pretty much, you know, never going to happen again. Nintendo's the only one that can kind of even remotely be in that space. Yep. Wow, that goblin looks like Sloth from Goonies. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> hey, you guys! <laughs> Um, from Putty M, uh, aka Matt, aka my podcast partner in crime, we're going loose, so I'd say the Vita. I bought it after it was pretty much dead, thanks to a free DQ Builders code I got. Then I bought a second one not long after because I can't really recall why the number of Vitas matched to the number of physical games I bought for it. <laughs> uh, but I did enjoy the year PSN Vita sales, although these days I just play the heck out of emulated games on it. There are still a couple dozen games I bought for it. Maybe one day I will play. Yeah, I my official Vita ended up being my PSP simulator, and then my hacked Vita was basically my hacked Vita. So, yeah. And then from Tam, the anime man, uh, he has a list. P- Vita, PSP, Wii U, Wonderswan Color, Neo Geo Pocket Color, Saturn, Dreamcast, PSTV. I had more money than sense at one time. I was of the mind that if I if it had an RPG, I will own it. I, I was the same way, Tam. That's how I ended up with an Xbox, and that's how I learned that I wasn't really into Western RPGs at the time, and that's all that was for Xbox. So, yeah. Original Xbox, not uh, 360. <sighs> so that that is our last question of the week. <laughs> this question of the week is Cyberpunk good now? <laughs> <laughs> I I was just thinking about that with the news this week. I don't know if we got another one. I like that one. I I was wondering about if a game update ever made you want to play it or pissed you off with what I started, what I'm going to start out the news with, but I've also got some PSAs. Um, first off, we've got Extra Life 2022 happening. Our, our official thread is up. Is is it pinned on the main site? Uh, I don't think it is pinned yet, but I'm sure it will be. As I don't think it's okay. pinned yet, no. It's it's in the crawl. Oh, good. It's in the, ro- but, the little carousel. Yeah. Um. But yes, we are participating in Extra Life 2022. Ooh. This is the 13th year that we have participated. We've Double got woo. a whole, we've got a whole stream schedule. Um, Extra Life is where we raise money for children's hospitals. It has become a huge thing. Um, we've got the schedule posted on online, and we've got a list of how we can help, including donation links. Um, so Anna, Ryan Radcliffe, Scar, Robert Albright, Tam. And Sam Walker are participating. Chris is not this year because he's got surgery. So is Anna, yet she's still participating somehow. I don't understand how that's going to work. I mean, I would ask what your surgery is, but we're live. Oh, um, I'm getting cubital and carpal tunnel surgery on one of my arms on the 1st and the other arm on the 14th. So... Yeah, um, you might not be able to game that well. Yeah, no. And then Anna's only having cubital surgery on the 1st and apparently the surgeon says, oh, yeah, you'll be able to use your hand. And she's believing the surgeon for now, and we'll see how that goes. 
See, I thought that her surgery was her hip. But... No, she's not getting hip surgery anytime soon. Um, okay. But maybe soon. Well, maybe eventually in a year or two, but not right now. Yeah, and Alex in the chat says the the link probably won't be pinned until uh, next week due to the other thing that's going on. Which is? So, uh, we're giving away a copy of Potion Permit. Okay. Well, oh, first sorry, of all, copies. Yeah. Five all copies. right. Well, that's not as important. Extra life. Everybody, go donate. Go donate to Anna Marie right now. We're raising money to help heal kids. Uh, the money goes to Children's Miracle Network. We play every year. It's a twenty-four hour marathon. We've got the full schedule up there, as Kelly mentioned. And um, we actually have three other people you could donate to as well. Ryan, Robert, and Sam. Thanks, everybody. Now, for your potion permit contest, what do you have to do to enter, Kelly? Uh, you go to the, uh, th- uh, the, not the thread, the post on our page, the post that I'm reading right now, which is also pinned oh, at the top. That's this week's giveaway, he says. There's another one for next week. Oh, okay. My bad. Well, I guess we'll get into next week's next week. This week, um, yeah, just go, go to the post. We've got five copies that we're going to give away for, available for the Switch, PS4, PS5, and PS5. Um, and you need to move quickly because it runs out, uh, I believe it would be the end of Sunday. So if you're hearing this live, you can definitely go right now. But And if you're past Sunday, hey, there's another promotion probably on the site that I don't know about yet. Um as of now, live, there's 34 hours left and 165 entries. So that's actually pretty good odds for a giveaway. I mean, compared to like a thousand entries. So, yeah. And we have a review of Potion Permit up too, if you're interested. Um, so, so that's our two major uh, RP Gamer announcements. Now we've got news. Um. So, so Atlas decided that they were going to fix Soul Hackers and not tell me. <laughs> they they listened to you, Kelly. Yeah, it's yeah, they listened you. to me. Um, no, they they probably didn't. So they're releasing a free patch for Soul Hackers too that pretty much fixes most of my issues with the game, except the crappy story. Um, <laughs> most of the issues, except for the bad story, you know. Um, it's going to add a dash function. You're going to be able to toggle between normal and fast walking and slashing speeds. Um, because of that, the, the skill assassin's step, steps that changes uh, your walking speed instead has it so that enemies ignore you past a certain distance. Um, there's going to be a speed up mode during battles. You're going to be able to let uh, you're going to be able to toggle between normal and higher paced combat. Uh, um, there's direct fast travel to shops because for some reason it would take you outside of the shop. I have no re- no clue why. Um, adjusted enemy spawn rate, which was one of my major issues, and then four new demons: um, Pixie, the Soul Hackers version, Neko Shogun, Ikvaris, and Isis. So um, it doesn't. We don't have an exact date on when this patch is coming out. Um, I, I joked about being incredibly angry, but I, I guess what upset me about this patch is that a lot of these features were in a lot of other SMT games from the start. So I don't know why they decided to patch in these features later. It's nothing. None of this stuff is things that they couldn't have seen coming from the get go. Yeah. If if they would have play tested it a little bit, they would have seen that the, uh, the, enemy spawns were off and the walking speed was way. Mm. And I, I thought that having fast battles was just 
a common feature in RPGs now. It it has become a much more common feature, but it's not not universal. You know, I I don't want to make hypo hyperbolic statements like, oh, they knew about this the whole time and blah blah blah. You know the stupid shit people say when patches come out. I am just frustrated that I suffered through the game and now this stuff is coming out. But that's what happens when you play games day one. Yeah. Uh, so if you've been listening to the show, you know that I've been I've been upset about this game. Um, maybe this stuff might make it better for some of you. Well, uh, it should. Crap. A lot of people are looking forward to this one, I thought. Yeah. That This um, patch, specifically. I know JC's not going back to the game till the patch comes out. Anna's been looking forward to the patch. So Maybe sometime next year when I've had a chance to breathe, I might look into the game again after the game is patched and see if I still feel the same way later. I was just frustrated. Uh, but then there'll be a new SMT game for you to play, Kelly. Yeah, I, I right, think and you I can might, complain I, about that one. Yay! Yeah. yeah, I think I might need to wait a month if this is any indication. Um, so we've got that. Uh, we've got a new Pokemon announced. It's Wiglet. This is basically a water Diglet. It's known as the Garden Eel Pokemon. And I I noticed while watching the trailer that it's kind of shiny looking. So a lot of um, very dirty names are probably going to be named with this. Wiglet. It, it is slightly phallic. <laughs> just a tad. What just, did I miss here? Oh my gosh. Did you Wiglet. not see? No, let me look at Wig. Oh no. Oh no. No, 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 no. We shouldn't be doing this. Um, nope. 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 <laughs> this looks like a monster hunter monster. <laughs> Okay, so wiggly, wig, wiggly, wig, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> you know, it kind of does look like Kezu if you pretend yep. that the nose is his mouth. Yep, exactly. I can't unsee it. It's Kezu. <laughs> Do not want <laughs> pass. Um, <laughs> Send back. We also got a new Pokemon trailer that goes into um, Terra's still is. How do you say it? Terrastillation. Mm-hmm. Terrestalization, which is where they turn crystal and get different types. And this time around, your camping feature is going to be picnics. So you make sandwiches for your Pokemon, oh, including including ham. Oh, you make a hoagie. Wondering. All right. People are wondering if, if that ham comes so from So it's the same tongue. garbage? Yeah, where does the meat come from? That's a good question. There shouldn't be meat in the Pokemon universe. They've been vegetarian for like since season two of the anime or something. <laughs> Maybe it's synthetic meat. Okay, Synthetic of what? Know... That would mean they know what meat is. <laughs> that they have a culture of eating meat to make synthetic meat. Oh, proteins. Is and... Pokemon the future where the vegans win? <laughs> is that what's going on in Pokemon? Well, no, because you have Moo Moo milk. Oh, wait, no, that. Yeah, all right. No, you're right. You're right. Tank. Yeah. And um, there was also there was also a thing in the anime and the second game where Slowbro tail was a delicacy. Mm-hmm. Or slowpoke tail. It's the only meat they're allowed. That's slow why it's a delicacy. Tail. Um, I I don't know. There's some very unfortunate implications there. But we've got a a new Pokemon sort of. Uh, Girafferig gets a new evolution. Are you giving this one remember- a shower? You are. Oh my gosh. 
All right, Girafferig has a hoodie on. All right, its 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 tail becomes part of its head, and I that's I weird. Don't see in, I don't see in the R. Oh, Faragraph. New meaning to A to M. All right. <laughs> well, T to M, because yeah, whatever. Oh, we're dirty today. So you can watch that whole trailer. Um, yeah, I just like want to see more about the gas stations dirty. in the middle of nowhere. What were you saying, Josh? Oh, it's 70 minutes. It's quite long. Yeah, they, it was... they go into a lot of detail. Do you think the little poke, the poke stop gas stations, will have like uh, hot dogs on a on a warmer that you can just? I would hope so. Good really old hot dogs. Minutes. You don't know what yeah, day that, they that, got that started. Hot dog that's been there for you know like <laughs> since 1989. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not sure if you guys have quick trips where you live because yeah. where I'm at. Like, people just go to there to get hot dogs for lunch. Yeah. So they're always fresh. Yeah, the problem is when it's a one that people don't regularly visit, or you don't know that they regularly visit. So it's like, how fresh are those hot dogs? Hmm. Yeah. Is that nacho cheese been there since uh, 1970? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> uh, this uh, Pokemon news also came out as at the same day as the Mario trailer that dropped. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Oh, uh, Kelly, choke up on your mic. Apparently, you're oh, you're sorry. fading off a bit. It, yeah. Sorry, I think it got moved. Um, Mario trailer. I'm cautionless, caution, cautionally optimistic about the Mario trailer. I like Jack Black as the voice. I don't yeah. really have an opinion on Chris Pratt, and I want more of a trailer with uh, Luigi so that I can hear Charlie Day. I don't, I, I imagine the Luigi stuff is going to be so comic relief and sporadic that there won't be anywhere near as much of it as we want so i mean he's probably going to be the same character that he is in like a movie only luigi mm-hmm. and not spaceship but um spaceship yes yeah, he was obsessed with spaceships in the lego movie right oh he was spaceship okay yeah nice yeah i didn't know who charlie day was so um he's he's in a always sunny yeah, I don't watch that. Okay. Um, we've got more CD Projekt Red news. Um, they they revealed all, all their, their current new projects. Games. What are their new projects? <laughs> so they've got three Witcher spinoffs coming out. Coming out. What about a new Witcher? Uh, don't know about that. They can't just announce a new Witcher. They have to announce three Witcher spinoffs instead. Well, well, they're all in the Witcher universe. I don't yeah. care. I want a new Witcher. Witcher. Technically, the second title, known as Polaris, is the start of a new Witcher saga. That one's actually being done by CD Projekt. Okay. That's fine, then. But then and then the third one that... is the also the Witcher. <laughs> Another all... full-fledged title. This one, and its name is Canis Majoris, which stands for Big Wolf, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wouldn't that be the Witcher? <laughs> But it's developed by an external studio. So is it a is it a platinum is it a platinum beat 'em up? That's what <laughs> it has to be, that. right? That's yeah. how that works. That. <laughs> you would? I would totally play a Witcher yeah. done by Platinum. Yeah. But what if it's one of the bad platinum games? Remember, mm. it's a gamble with platinum. <laughs> Which platinum team is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they've also got a sequel to Cyberpunk being developed. What is Hadar? It's just new IP. Okay. Because apparently Cyberpunk is good now and people like it. Well, but it doesn't yeah. say how, 
wait, where's the cyberpunk one? Does it not get a code name? Orion. Orion. Oh, okay, I missed it. All right. Yeah. They're all stars. Yeah, I here it is. So is it an expansion pack or a sequel? It's a sequel. Okay. <laughs> so we there, can't there save that. Expansion. We need to let this there game is... dime burn. <laughs> There is an expansion coming next year to uh, 2077. That's all right. <laughs> How about we just move to a sequel and you do it right this time? <laughs> uh, Chris, the show in that anime, you might want to... Oh, yeah. Let's uh, turn that <laughs> off. Careful. Thank you. <laughs> Video's done. <laughs> just saying. Yep. Um, we've got more Tactics Ogre uh, gameplay adjustments and other things. Um so they're changing how you level in Tactics Ogre this time. In the PSP version, you level the class. Now you're leveling the character. And they're giving you a thing called charms where you can either raise a unit's level or uh, get a chunk of experience or increase an attribute and you win these charms via battles. And I'm glad that they included that because I was really concerned about how the leveling system was going to change because I liked that original one. Yeah, I, I originally really liked the class leveling system. So we'll we'll see how this goes. They're doing a lot more than I would have expected yeah, to this game in terms of like totally restructuring and rebalancing it. They've also gotten rid of the uh, the random encounters on the map. That now you they're just go to set points. Yeah, yeah. There's just set points where you can go and grind if you want. Um, you can also. What else was there? There's they, gonna be... they changed it so now you can. There's much more freedom in what sort of uh, weapons you can equip to different classes. There's like right. some some restrictions, like they they were saying like knights won't be able to equip bows, but you're going to be much more have much more freedom on what what classes are able to equip what weapons. Oh, and uh, another thing mildly concerning, but they'll get it to work. There's also a new party level cap where you can't uh, brute force your way through the game. <laughs> so no grinding. Ooh, I like grinding. I'm sure you're going to be able to make your character stronger in other cases. All right. Um, also, uh, crafting success rate is now 100%. I forgot that it had a chance to fail. And- oh, yeah, that was really annoying, So, which is one of those things that they should never really have in a crafting system. It's no. Just- <laughs> because if it's a low success rate, all you're going to do is save beforehand, see if it works. Oh, no, it didn't work. Okay, I'm just yep. going to reload my save. Do yep. it again. Pretty much. Um, it's planned to release worldwide for PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Switch, and, and that's it on November 11th. I am looking soon. to it. There are so many strategy RPGs coming out in the next yeah. month. Um, we've got Dragon Quest Treasures introducing its rival gangs. You've got a set of pirates and a set of adventurers. Let's see the... Where is the pirate? Um, the thi- pirates are called the Thunderous Plunderers, led by Long John Silverbones, and they, yeah, they're a gang of sky pirates. Um, th- there's a jail cat named Ag- Admiral Mogsworth that looks like a very interesting character design. And then you've got this Sylphanian Sil- expedition, which uh, yeah, is an expeditionary force from the Sylphanian Kingdom, and that's led by Captain Levanter, and he has a history with Long and these guys are going to be your rivals, and you get into battles with them while you are going treasure hunting. And uh, Dragon Quest Treasures is going to be launching on December 9th on Nintendo Switch exclusively. Um, we've got. Are more you going to play that? You going to play that, Kelly? You going to play that? 
Oh, I am not sure because it comes out in December and usually I don't buy games in December for because of Christmas. Oh. So I'll have to There's see. so much. You still got Pokemon coming out? Yeah. Uh, I hadn't even pre-ordered Pokemon. I was going to pre-order the double pack, but it wasn't available on Amazon. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that. But yeah, too much good stuff coming out. Um, we've got RPG Maker Unite is detailing plat- platform builds and workflow. So now Ugh. in this latest update... It's so much officially- detail, though. Do we need to go over that? I mean, it supports builds on Windows, Mac, Android, iOS, and WebGL and has Unity editor. Oh, weird. We did a different image gallery for this one somehow. Um, That's strange. Yeah, basically the big thing is it's going to make it easy to make games for Android and iOS. Which could be a boon and a blessing. But didn't they have that before? You just needed to download an app on those platforms and then you could get your game into it? Yeah, but this makes it easier to actually export and do it on that. That's what it says. I don't know. All right. I mean, I think this is great for uh, people that like to tinker. I think it's going to suck for people that like to buy games because you're going to end up with a lot of RPG Maker jank. My problem with the RPG Maker stuff, um, and again, I can never keep up with like what's the official RPG Maker and what's the knockoff RPG Makers. I think this is the official one. they don't seem to be very forward compatible. Like <laughs> games take a long time to make and it would really be nice for the engine to be updated in a way that I can bring all my development forward in the new engine structure. And, and these RPG maker releases every couple of years seem to be very like you should start and finish development within this one release of RPG maker. And I, I think that's bad personally. I mean, that's exactly why my husband doesn't use it, among other reasons. But okay, anyway, that's uh, that's uh, that's a thing. Um, export yeah. to iPhone. I'm sure it'll just work. Yeah, press the port button because uh-huh. that's how games work. Yep. Um, we've got Puzzle and Rhythm RPG Atone, Heart of the Elder Tree announced. It's pretty much an RPG with Tetris combat. Or am I thinking of the? No, wait, that was the. Which game am I thinking of? We had a game that was just like that. I think that, no, ne- never mind. You're thinking never of the mind. roguelike where you had to move the platforms around and it was like Tetris No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Flowstone Saga. That's oh, okay. in our releases. This doesn't saga. seem to have Tetris combat. No, no, no sorry, what this has. From Apple Arcade, right? Yeah. yeah. This is, I, oh, okay. This is being liberated the- or it's coming out on Apple Arcade? It's liberated from Apple Arcade. Okay. All right. Released in 2023. Demo available right now on PC via Steam. Um, are you sure this was an Apple Arcade one? They don't mention it in the story. I thought this was thought one that was... was already on Apple Arcade, yeah. Okay. This looks like an announcement, so I'm not sure. Let me see. Atone, Heart of the on Steam. Uh, yeah, it's, it says it's on everything else. Yeah. yeah. All right. Official uh, PC wait. and Nintendo Switch and... Yeah, it'll be on all the things. Um, we've got a physical release announced for Undead Darlings No Cure for Love. Um, it's going to be done by Limited Run Games and the physical edition. Um, I don't know what this game is. I can't remember if we talked about it or not. Okay. I remember talking about it when it did the original Kickstarter. It, it follows Kickstarter the journey point. of Reginald P. Happenstance, who, raise, who wakes up from an alcohol-induced coma in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. 
His best friend Pearl has succumbed to the zombie virus, but her human sanity has been kept intact. Reggie will find many other half-zombie girls in his adventure. Oh gosh, it's a harem game. Um, and you know, there's mon- mindless monsters, and it looks like a dungeon crawler because it's got a lot of maps, but maybe I'm misinterpreting that from the maps. I don't know. Um, yeah. So the physical edition is oh, going to come. It was already on Switch, and we have a review. You could just read the review. Go ahead. Uh, Three uh, out of five. Physical, physical edition is going to come with the deluxe edition box, character profile cards, soundtrack CD, and a set of development maps. Um, sorry, side tangent. My Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Collector's Edition got here this week. Just in time for you to be completely done with the game and not care anymore. I was highly amused that it, because all it came with was an art book and a steel book. And I was very amused that on the box it says game not included. Batteries not included. And I, I was looking up something else on eBay and so that people already had that thing on eBay for like a hundred to hundred and fifty bucks, just kind of rubbed me. The Is wrong it selling? Because uh, you I should can't... sell yours too. Because you're done with the game. Why are you keeping the collector stuff? Because I, you know, why did you even games. get the collector stuff? Because I, you know, it's one of my favorite all series. Right, right. I, I'm just more annoyed. Like, do people even collect, or even keep collectors editions anymore? Or do they just try to flip them? Well, someone must be buying them if they're flipping them. Yeah. Yeah, just, I don't know. It's kind of sucked all the fun out of collecting for me, but that's a side tangent. Um, we've got Wild Heart, uh, Wild Hearts gameplay trailer. This was the EA and Tecmo Koei Monster Hunter-like that was announced last week. And yeah, the, we get a video that shows... It's, like, um, it's medieval. It's like samurai era, but with Fortnite building. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's really weird. You just make yeah, platforms, we, we, jump off them just because you can, and now he's killing a giant warthog. <laughs> it's flashy looking, but there's no UI, so I have no sense of how exactly you're doing everything. Yeah, buttons. Buttons and dodging. Same way as everything else. The real question is, does it have lock on? Monkappy thinks you're paused, by the way, Kelly. Oh, no, I'm Kelly. Uh <laughs> pause um doesn't really do the show anymore unless josh's or me is missing i mean the game looks pretty i'll mm-hmm. give it that this guy died i i i'll be curious how it controls so are you going to try this when it comes out kelly i might really kelly you're a monster I, hunter fan now i might um it's going to depend on what kind of what things the reviews say and um, how much it is and what platforms it's on. Kelly doesn't but, sell them. Pause sells them. Kelly wants all the collector's things and then she adds them to I, her room that has no more room for collector's things. And then her yeah, husband gets read. mad at her. No, he doesn't get mad <laughs> oh, at me. Okay. He's got his own room. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get mad at me because he's just as bad at me. No, I am I am very much a dragon when it comes to collecting things. I yeah. have to have my hoard. Pause and I are the ones who are divesting ourselves of our horde. Because <laughs> we've decided, you know what? It's nice to have room to breathe. <laughs> We're old now. Digital games are convenient. It's time to embrace the future. And more importantly, have less mess to clean up. Whereas, man, it's like, you know, I the second I get rid of something, I think I want to play it again. 
Uh, eh, being always new games. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm curious. Just be neurodivergent in the obsessive with new games way, Kelly. You just have to change, sure. redirect your divergence. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious about this Wild Hearts game. I want to hear more about it before I. It, it's definitely not. Yeah, no, this big. is on the list. This looks good enough to keep a, an eye on as it gets closer to release. When is that, by the way? Is it uh, um, February seventeenth? Okay, I look forward uh, to reviews. PC, PlayStation Five, and Xbox. So we shall see. Um, speak. Also, I should have put these two things together. So Exceed revealed uh, physical editions for two games they announced recently, Loop 8, Summer of Gods, and Trinity Trigger. Um, we, I think we've talked about these on past backtrack or not backtracks, past RPG casts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's collector's editions for each of these. So each one is going to have a uh, the, phys- the physical copy. Well, I- I'm sorry, I misread this. Loop A is going to have the game, um, an, a soft cover art book, a C- soundtrack CD, a mini wall scroll, and a Jap- Japanese wooden Emma offering all in a collector's box. For um, Are these both visual novels? I think they're both RPGs. Oh, okay. And then uh, Trinity Trigger is going to have the art book, two CD original soundtrack, and custom box. Um, Loop 8 was is about a, a coming-of-age story it's set in modern times about um, kids trying to defeat demons called Kigai. Um, I think we talked about that one last week. He gets to reset the world, letting him and his allies relive their summer until they manage to beat it or are completely defeated. Yeah, right. Loop 8, is, according to Alex in the chat, is more visual novel-esque, while Trinity Trigger is basically mana. Ah, all right. Action RPG. But they both look kind of cool. What is a mana game? Action RPG with an awkward to access menu? Yes. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. That's what we're going for. <laughs> what is a mana game? A miserable pile of menus. <laughs> yep. Sounds good. And then we've got a Kickstarter check in for Mahal Senshi's Cosplay co- Club. Uh, takes place in the same world as Chroma Squad, and it sees magical girls get their powers from cosplaying. So, uh, ba- basically, costume quest, but with cosplay. <laughs> yeah, because each costume has its own attributes and skills, and you can craft different strategies based off your costumes, and there are 40 di- different types of pins that give you skills. So, yeah, it's costume quest. Um Right now, they're looking you get for to design your cosplays, and there's a transformation sequence as as you change into your costume, and a little backpack as a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, they're asking for forty thousand dollars in funding, and it's going to run until October twenty fifth. If you pledge at least twenty two dollars, you will receive a digital copy of the game. Is that Canadian dollars as the other currency in this? I I don't think, think so. so. No. no. Why would it be a C? Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know what C is. Let's see. No, yeah, you're right. It's Canadian dollars. Okay. It, it should have been CA dollars. That would have been more normal. Yeah. But yeah, okay, cool. And then um, in our finally in our official news, we kind of hinted at this already, but you can buy a Steam Deck now without having to wait six months. It's available. So if you're interested, you can get order one, get it in like one to two weeks. 
think I would argue that that's almost worse because uh, for for me at least having the six month reservation meant that I made a point to save the money. <laughs> hmm. But but now if you got the money burning a hole in your pocket, you you don't have to wait, Kelly. That's true. Uh, they also announced the official dock. Yes. So it's ninety bucks, right? Eighty nine. It's yeah. ninety bucks. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot for that dock. Um, it is. seems decent. Well, it's got all the things it needs. You know, it's got a network port, two display outs. Though I don't know if you can have them at the same time. Um, it's got though they hook them up at the same time in their example image, so I guess you can. Uh, three USB A ports and a USB C in port for the power. And yeah. Oh, right. The two display outs. One's a display port. One's an HDMI. So. You should be good to go with that, and um, not 4K output. It's uh, DisplayPort 1.4, HDMI 2.0, but the uh, Steam Deck's not really meant for 4K gaming anyway. No. So. But you don't have to use this. It works pretty much with anything that you have. Exactly. Sort of so you could go buy a dock that does the same thing, or just a f- couple of things that you care about for half the price or less. I think I spent like 20 bucks on an anchor thing that does the yep. same thing. It just, has it doesn't have the network. Oh, it doesn't. No. Okay. Well, would you just use Wi-Fi anyway? Or is that for, uh, yeah, uh, it depends on your Wi-Fi. You know, what's your okay. signal like? How fast are your downloads? If you want the fastest downloads, use wired, obviously. Right. Um, but if, uh, you don't care if you're doing mostly single player games and you don't mind that it takes 50% longer to install a game when, that's already happening in minutes. Who cares, right? So, whatever. So, yeah. Um, you can get your Steam Deck now. It's the ultimate emulus- emulation system. I love it. <laughs> now, for s- release dates slash briefs, um, we've got dates for Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden hitting new platforms. It's going to be in Jan- uh, January 19th, 2023. This is... Which systems are they coming to? PC um, and Xbox, and it's going to be on Game... Both of them will be on Game Pass. Okay, gotcha. So if, if you've been itching to play older Persona titles, now's your opportunity. Did they say how much... Did the article say how much they're going to be? I don't think so. And I'm not sure there's a Steam page up for that. Yeah, because aren't, aren't they charging full price for five? It'll probably cost whatever Golden is on Steam without a discount. Golden on Steam is fifteen bucks. Oh, oh. Well, okay. maybe I wouldn't count on that, but let's hope so. Yeah. There's still no Steam page up for three. Well, hopefully they will be affordable so that you guys can check them out because uh, four is one of my favorite ones. I know Sam likes three the best. I'm kind of ambivalent on three. I like the dungeons and. Oh, oh Severin is reminding us they're also coming to PS4 and Switch. It's mm-hmm. just Xbox yeah. played for the marketing on this. Yeah, um, they have a. I think their site has a little chart that illustrates everything. Um, and also know that these are digital only, not physical. So, uh, Atlas made a point to point that out today. Um, we've got Warhammer Four Thousand and Inquisitor Martyr hitting PS Five and Xbox Series X this month, coming out on October twenty seventh. Including, I'm jealous of these characters they're showing because I've played this game on PC and my guy does not kill things this efficiently. So this is the Diablo-like? Yeah. Yes. This was originally released back in 2018. So this is okay. just the upgraded uh, version coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, 
It's also going to come with uh, all DLC previously released on consoles with the Soratus DLC to be released at a later date. So I guess the game of the year version is this is yeah. this could be considered yeah. okay. Um, Labyrinth of Galleria, the Moon Society is coming out in February. This is a sequel to Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dusk from NIS. It's a dungeon crawler, and it's going to be coming out in North America on February 14th, and Europe and Europe on February 17th. PS4, PS5, and Switch. I still need to play the first game. Wait. Oh yeah. Well, you Sorry, can have a kitty cat as a part as a party member in this. Oh, yes. I didn't see that. I hadn't had a chance to watch the trailer. Sorry, I got distracted because uh, Alex in chat was saying that uh, Microsoft paid Atlas for the marketing rights, hence the stupid way that got announced for the Persona stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there's that. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is getting a next next generation versions launching in January. Um, if you own the PS4 and Xbox versions, you get the upgrade for free. But there's also going to be uh, physical standard editions available, not a pre-order too. Um, these legendary or these legendary editions are going to have uh, season pass one DLC. But right. oh, another... I, guess, yeah. I guess they're coming in bundles. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's going to be a second season pass coming next year of okay. DLC. Gotcha. And yeah, this is based off of Kakarot's story, aka Goku. Came out in 2020, and what I'm I'm watching the video right now, and those uh, visual upgrades look kind of nice. Yeah, looking impressive. Uh, is it a free upgrade or no? Yeah, it's a free upgrade. Good. Oh, good. It's already on Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> bum bum ba, bum. Buy there, get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and Flowstone Saga, this was the game I got confused with something else earlier. Um, is is get, gets in a trailer and is gonna be launching next year. Tetris! Yeah, there's this a is demo available now. What'd you say? There's a demo available now during the uh, Steam Next Fest. Yeah. You can try it out. The the Tetris RPG thing. I I'm surprised nobody has done this yet. I know that there was uh oh god, Hen- Henry Hatsworth that was kind of a platformer. Slash puzzler, but I've never seen an RPG. Well, I mean, there's puzzler. there's a lot of copyright protection on the Tetris stuff, so I don't know how that works now. See, I thought you could have the same gameplay; you just couldn't call them Tetraminos. Right. I don't Bonics. know. Yeah, some of these. Pe- Sorry. Some of these pieces. <laughs> some of these pieces are not classic Tetrads. That's all I'm saying. I, I see the line piece and I see the Z piece in the yeah, trailer. Yep, but I saw like three three pip pieces three dot pieces. Like and Tetris everything is four dots. So Yeah. And all, also some five dot pieces. So But it it also looks like you're not just using the Tetris piece or the puzzle pieces to combat, you're also using them to solve puzzles too, which mm-hmm. is kind of a neat touch. Mm-hmm. But you're still just pl- to- it's just it's just an excuse to use the pet Tetris engine to solve everything. <laughs> but but I, I like it, though. It's kind of neat. Yeah. So, oh, we can build things, too. You're just playing Tetris, except your opponent is a building instead of a monster. It's like, <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Chris, why have you got to be so negative? Um, because I'm a gamer. I know. <laughs> well, your 
you're a gamer and a programmer. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I know this way too well. I'm married to one. Yeah. And that is all the news. Woo! Um, what's coming out this week, Chris? I don't know what that noise was for. Um, Asterigos, Curse of the Stars, is coming out for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and X. Is that a Chemco game by any chance? That name sounds Chemco-y to me. <laughs> Asterigos. No, it's not. It looks like it's real. Oh, yeah, I saw a trailer for this. This is a this is a real boy game. Um <laughs> I don't know. It was a big old action RPG thing. Um, I don't know. Someone can... We'll see if it's any good. I'm interested. Lost Eidolons for PC. No idea what that is. That That's the, the one that's made by a Korean studio that looks... It takes a lot from Fire Emblem coming to PC. Oh, okay. The Last Oricru, which is another action RPG. Is this a Souls-like? Or is this a beat-em-up like yeah, I don't know. This one doesn't look quite as polished as the Asterigos. So that's the last Aura Crew on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series S and X. Sunday Gold on PC, which is um what is this? Point and click turn based adventure game sit in a grim dystopian future. It's not even an RPG. Oh wait, that's RPG combat. So I don't know what's going on here. Um it's cool looking art style. So check out Sunday Gold. It's on PC. Uh, it'll be out this week. See if that's any good. Try what? Anna's shouting that we have a review or something from the other room. So um, Triangle Strategy is hitting PC this week. So, there you go. That that's the correct choice. That's the correct choice. Okay, cool. I kind of feel bad for Triangle Strategy because it came out at the beginning of the year and a bunch of other cool stuff has come, come out and kind of buried it. But I'm sure that strategy, won't happen again on PC. Oh, it probably will. Triangle Strategy was so good. Really enjoyed that. Uh, we will have a review up of Sunday Gold probably this Monday, says Alex in the chat. So thank you, Alex. And with that, Kelly, what's our editorial content this week? Well, we've got a potion permit review from Anna Marie Perfetier. So if you're curious about whether or not you want to enter that contest, she gave it a three out of five. Said that it has cute pixel art, satisfying potion brewing, and avoids common slice of life tropes. But it's also very buggy, has no energy improvement, and the gold is challenging to accrue. So I might wait for buggy. a patch on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a Bonafinder review from Luis Mauricio. Which one was this? Was this a Zelda-like? Yeah. I don't know. It's, a, it's another pixel art game. Um, has diversified minigames to reverse the experience. Uh, interesting focus on weapons and visuals. The negatives are some tracks and sound effects are grading, constantly missing commas, and bugs prevent some rare beast battles from triggering. And he gave it a 3 out of 5, or 3.5 out of 5, by the way. Yeah, that game looks neat. And then from uh, John Jansen, we've got the Dealfield Chronicle this was that kind of weird strategy game that came out of nowhere from Square. Um, he gave it a 3.5 out of 5, said that it's a refreshing and engaging real-time tactical system, has nice upgraded weapon systems, and has quick and compact battles. The negatives, uh, bland story through told through un- uninteresting narrated cutscenes, the battlefields are too simple to navigate, and the formulaic 
formulaic gameplay loop can be difficult to play for long stretches. So really good combat, really bad story. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks when you, you love combat in a game, but the story is so bland. Well, some people solve that by just fast forwarding through the story, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see what else we've got. The uh, Inku Inculinati demo impression from Brian Costa. Game is very, very strange. This is the one where it's like old um, artwork, like would be used to eliminate text. But yeah, in a medieval kind of uh, tome. Yeah, it looks like medieval paper Paper Mario is what it looks like to me. Yes, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) Um, has a lot of interesting combat, but it is also full of cheap tactics and just has a unique visual flair. You can read more about that demo on on our site. I do not know why there is an oven mitt in a in this or in the screenshot. It's part of the tutorial. Okay. Oh, that's not an oven mitt. That's like a glove. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It looks like an oven mitt. <laughs> and then backlog in the year with Sam Walker, uh, talking from July to September. See what she played. We have two more things to mention, Kelly. A what? We have two more things to mention. Oh, right. We have Uh, the Potion Permit video review up on RPGamer, on YouTube.com slash RPGamer. And we have the Mana Finder review. We can see the video reviews of each of those. Yeah, um, I I say subscribe to our YouTube channel. And like me, I, I listen to some of these stories while I'm working. So it's it's kind of a neat way to get your RPG news if you're busy. Where where was that on the sheet for the video? It wasn't. Review? We forgot okay. to put them on the sheet. Tam told us about I, it in the Skype chat. Um, I need to just look up the YouTube channel and put video review available. So yeah, backlogging the year, Sam played a lot of interesting stuff, but also went to some interesting places too that she talks about. Um, played Live Live, Pokemon Legends, Dragon Quest, uh, a couple non-RPGs, I think. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, she, she kind of elaborates. Quarters but... too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So you you just have to read the article to see what all she played and what she liked, and talking about Oktoberfest. Interesting to have Oktoberfest. That's not an RPG. Or Oktoberfest in September. That's the real. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah, that is all of the uh, news and editorials and reviews. Um, Did we decide on a question of the week? Yeah. Um, Did a patch ever bring you back to a game or put you off of a game? Right. Glad we picked that. Um, so just just to reiterate, we've got extra life stuff up on the site now. Woo-hoo! If you want to donate, please donate. And then, and then we've got the potion permit uh, giveaway that's going to be ending in a little bit over twenty four hours. Yep, Sunday. Yeah, Get but what's the it. new what's the new giveaway? Do we know? Did we ever find I, out? I don't know. So oh. no. you'll have to no. you'll have to tune in. You'll on have to Monday. tune in. Tune in on Monday. We announce all the stuff on Twitter, by the way, too. So, Oh, well, go to twitter.com slash rpgamer and look there. Yeah, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Follow me for my cat photos and hot takes on AI art. Oh, boy. 
follow Chris for his AI art, though he doesn't. Really I don't post, post it, it because it's not any good. <laughs> um, it's creepy. Josh yeah. also Josh also posts the occasional cat photo. Yeah, that's usually not AI art, just grumpy kitty. Yeah, mm-hmm. grumpy the, kitty or sleepy kitty. He also posts screenshots from games he plays on occasion too, especially if it's a trails. Well, I try not to do anything right now because I'm kind of in spoiler territory. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be playing more Trails from Zero this week and seeing uh, seeing more Shining Force Three Scenario Two. I am also going to be playing more Trails, Trails to Zero, and I'm I'm debating about Lost Eidolons. I'm very curious about this thing that looks so much like a Fire Emblem game. If if I know if I knew for sure it would work on Steam Deck, I'd definitely pick it up. I'm they haven't said any, I don't know that I I haven't seen anything on the Steam page for it yet whether it'll actually support it or not. So we'll see. We'll see. Is is it a strategy game? It's a Fire oh. Emblem game. Oh okay. If you look at if you go and look at the screenshots, it looks just like a Fire Emblem game. Only you know it's not anime. It's more kind of like a looks more like a traditional fantasy western I, fantasy aesthetic. i see but it I even feel, has the little it even has the little battle scenes like you would yeah. have in a fire emblem when they attack one another <laughs> see, i feel like every time this game came up on the show all it would show was uh in-game trailers and i was so turned off by it because kind of the general aesthetic and now that i see that it's basically fire emblem i'm curious about it now so Oh, that's what I am. I'm kind of curious because I'm like, oh, oh, interesting. Fire Emblem-esque game. I wonder what it's like. From some Korean developer I had not heard of. We'll see. We have an interview with them. Uh, It's up on the site. So it sounds like it incorporates a lot of, like, even the relationship stuff from Fire Emblem games. It also said, some of the stuff I read about it sounds like it's going to be uh, a, a, a bit challenging like some of the older Fire Emblem games. So I don't know. We'll see. Huh, yeah, you'll have to tell me about it in our Discord. I'm very curious. Because I feel like I've, because of Shining Force, I've been on a Fire Emblem kick again. I mean, Shining Force is basically Sega's Fire Emblem, just without the permadeath, so why not? Um, Chris, what are you going to be playing? Oh, I'm just watching my cat sleep on the stream now. Baldur's Gate? Oh. Oh, um, I don't know. Is that Scamper? Yes, it is. Yeah, I managed to tell him apart for once. But mostly because I know that Twinkie has a dot on her head. Mm-hmm. Is there anything cuter than a sleeping cat? Mm, yes. But it's also a cat doing other things. Oh, like supervising the construction of their uh, haunted house? From inside. Yeah. Yeah. I bought Alice a haunted house away yesterday and she was in it while I was putting it together. Very cute. I think that's where she's, yeah, she's asleep in there. Right. So. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm going to play. Uh, I'll get into something. I'm going to try hard. I'm going to try to get into something, maybe something I put down and need to get back to, but, uh, I will try. Uh, that's it. That's what, that's our show. That's our show. Thanks everybody for watching. Um, thanks for being here in the chat room. If you're live, if you want to join the chat room, 9am Pacific noon Eastern, you go to twitch.tv slash RP gamer on Saturdays. Um, do we want to warn them about the programming note in November early? Yeah, sure. 
Um, so there's going to be no, no RPG cast in November. Um, I mean, technically, we're going to kind of have the extra live stream, but I don't know if it's going to be an official podcast or just the stream. Probably not this year. Okay. Because uh, Chris and Anna are both having surgeries that month, so it's going to be kind of hard to coordinate. Um, you'll still have Backtrack, though, where I think November's going to be Pokemon and Yakuza, but I'm not sure what order yet. Yeah. Um, th- this month, we're doing Spooky Month for Backtrack. It's uh, All Souls. Oh, okay. So we're recording Demon Souls and Dark Souls uh, Wednesday night. And it's going to be a bloodbath. Cause when do you get to Elden Ring? Probably next year. Oh, okay. Either next year or the year after. Because that's the one I've played enough, I feel like I could contribute on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be an interesting show because I think the Q&A Quest crew who's going to be on do not like Demon Souls one a little bit. And <laughs> Pascal did. So gonna be interesting i played a little bit of demon souls but i doped out because i'm terrible and yeah gonna be an interesting month all and right just, just some programming notes for you guys um <laughs> are I we all good now I, yeah. i'm good all right thanks everybody for watching we'll catch you next week till then bye-bye bye-bye, bye-bye.